did it again. It's this is some weird matrixy. <laughs> we got to get off Skype. Uh, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's a glitch. <laughs> if you're and go ahead and laugh at us because we're recording on Skype. Because you know what? We tried other ways, and this way is actually quite efficient. Yeah, and it's I, do, efficient. I do. I'm lazy, and I do much less editing this way. I mean, it's not like we really edit this podcast. When I say edit, what? I mean I run it through like a sound leveler and send it on its way. You, Dan, uh, don't let them know what we do or don't do. I think if they listen to this podcast, they're pretty <laughs> fucking aware that we don't edit this shit. Oh. Um, uh, Listeners, this is new to you, and this is this is this is I already dropped. See, I'm already cussing now because we're yeah, like thinking about editing makes me kind of cuss. Uh, somebody suggested to me that we use like Descript or something to get rid of all the ums and uhs, and and I'm like, have you? I was like, do you have you listened to the podcast? That would destroy it all. Like if we put it in Descript <laughs> and made it shiny, this would it would destroy the whole thing. It takes away all the all the. I don't know the nuances that make it real, right? Well, the cool thing about this is our podcast is worth about as much as this issue of Destroyer Duck cost in 1982. One, $1. $1, yeah. And if you were paying for it, if you were paying for this podcast, I'd buy that for a dollar. Is this podcast worth a dollar to you? No, we, we already know. So this was not a, <laughs> this was not a pitch for Patreon. Let's just that's that why right you're getting there. it for. Free. It sounded like you were going there, right? It literally <laughs> sounded like you were about to say, "Well, this is podcast worth a dollar to you. You can sign up on Patreon. <laughs> sign up on Patreon. You get this super super duper Greg and Dan feed where we have an after show where we undress the duck. I mean, not to say that we wouldn't do that because we could do that. Like our after show would just be you eating like green hot dogs or something. I that would have to we would actually have to put the video content on there where I'm actually showing people the 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 what the you know the secret sauce if you will. Well, maybe the, that is the after show. Is that the is the after show. just eating? I, I'm sure people want to see me just do stupid. I mean, people when I do no live, commentary though, just you eating, just, just me eating. eating. Yeah, yeah, they never know what's going to happen. It could be you eating green hot dogs. It simply could be you be eating uh, the lasagna that you put in the 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 slow cooker. Like, the I don't know. <laughs> uh, or uh, what was it? The uh, I did a, the chili cook off last week for work where I I I made a really nice chili. And then my wife was like, oh, hey, this is really good are you actually bringing this to work? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, no, no, you're not. And she like immediately poured half of it into containers and left me with not enough to bring to the chili cook off. So then I had to do, I had to be that guy. So I opened up a can of Nally's chili and then poured that into the chili that I made. There's still Nally's chili that still exists. Yeah. Yeah, there is. I had it in the bunker stash. So I pulled that out. It was a big one, you know, family Wait, side. what year was this Nally's chili in the bunker stash from? Like, uh, you know, I that's questionable. I don't, I don't think know. I've seen Nally's chili on the shelf. I mean, I, not that I'm looking. When I know. opened it and it came out, it came out in a log. <laughs> <laughs> so and it made a, a splurp sound. And you brought uh, this to work and fed it to people. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think that's a perfect it was, it transition. Was, it was fine. It was it was still 
it was still in date. I fun. think that's a perfect transition to Destroyer Deck number three. Because it destroyed some toilets. It comes out in a log. <laughs> it does come out in a log. No, this is... And it's... smells really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have cover notes, and I... Uh, <laughs> so we're back into Destroyer Deck number three. We are still in the Graphite Edition, put out by Tomorrow's Publishing, uh, which is freaking fantastic uh we've got the original kirby pencils on here and we've got on the cover some notes from steve gerber and it says we are looking into a part in a part the apartment through the eyes of someone standing in the doorway see i don't even have to describe the cover because i can just read gerber's description of yeah this someone is holding two mammoth pistols one in each exceedingly large male hand so in effect not affect effect in effect we are looking down the barrels of these guns. The guns are pointed at Duke, Brad, and Cherry Ju- Cherry's Jubilee, who two of these characters we don't know yet, um, in <laughs> costume, who are central figures of the cover. Duke and Cherry's are starting to charge at the man holding the guns. Brad is frozen with fear, clutching the vanilla cupcake telephone to his bosom. <laughs> now, I will say we had heard that Jack Kirby cannot draw duck bills. Yes. I'm going to make an argument that he did also not chose not to draw a vanilla cupcake telephone. I think he just gave it vanilla cupcake doll. Yes. But, yeah. you know, this is cool. I love this because uh, these are things like you would write to your artist, right? Oh, yeah. No, totally. This is like I, I would I would write something like this to any of the artists that I work with. <laughs> so, Here's a description love, of what I want. <laughs> I love these inside looks. Well, we get the first page. Destroyer Duck, manslaying Mallard event on a mission of vengeance, and the title of Pheromones. Oh, pheromones! And <laughs> we have just a freaking amazing page. It's there's so many lines going on. One, it looks like uh, it looks like he's coming through cellophane. Yeah. Uh, but it's this is how Jack Kirby draws him uh, waking up. Uh, after being poisoned by the giant uh, uh, barbecue forks, right? Mm-hmm. And it says granite walls excluding the light. The ancient air is fetid, unbreathable cobwebs cling to his face and beak. He is suffocating. And the guardians of this place, a horn-headed jackal and a falcon with the visage of Medea, bleat and cackle their approval. So he's, <laughs> he's losing it. And then... Uh, Oh, well, we find out it's because he's actually in a bag. Oh, yes. And he's in a body bag and he's in a body bag at an animal animal shelter. Actually, just okay. like an a animal. It's a portable animal shelter, I guess. Yeah, it looks like it. And there's one angry dog who apparently bit off his owner's nose, which <laughs> I'm going to imagine he probably wants to eat ducks, too. Probably. Generally dogs. Dogs. Like ducks. I think ducks are kind of the natural enemy of dogs. Least of my dog. So <laughs> dogs like ducks. Ducks are tasty. Well, I don't know if they like they like to eat them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're tasty. So or they like to retrieve them for me, which I don't even <laughs> know if they want to eat them. But definitely she wanted to retrieve a duck for me. Uh, but we get uh, he's in a body bag and Duke says, promise myself in Nom wouldn't be caught dead in one of these. So new new thing about Destroyer Duck. I didn't know he was in Vietnam. I think that's uh, in that first in that first issue. He was when he was in in the war that was supposed to be. I thought he was like a soldier of fortune. 
I, I, yeah, but I think that was like uh, when you read the when when you read the uh, the background um, information and stuff like that that Gerber had put together, it was it was implying that he had in his universe he was in Vietnam. Well, that makes sense for here because now uh, the duck the dog immediately breaks out and lunges at his throat, and. But he stuns the canine and they're fighting on top of the truck. And then they he runs off and they storm into a cafe and make some dude really mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and there's a off color remark. We're going to pass by on that page. Jump over it. <laughs> it was 1981. I don't know that it makes it right, but it was 1981. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we get a big fight between the duck and the dog. And honestly, too, I I like this fight sequence because it wasn't what I was expecting leading off the book. We had just ended with Medea being triumphant over Duke. I didn't expect them to just leave him for dead. Uh, I also didn't expect a fight between a duck and a dog. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, they are natural enemies. So, right. And Duke escapes through a fire escape and he busts into a room. And what the hell? There are telephones everywhere. Everywhere. And oh. we we get a guy that walks out. And he says, Beryl, is that you? I was waiting. I didn't hear you. And OK, so they use that other word. But well, anyway, um, so yeah. we uh, get uh, we get a conversation between our new character and the duck, who apparently based on the cover information we know as uh, this is Brad. Yeah, Brad. Don't you think we need a Trent in here to go with a Brad? Probably. Isn't Trent the the name for like every villain in an 80s teen movie? <laughs> Trent, yeah, yeah. What would Brad be? Is Brad the hero or is Brad like the the partner, the buddy? The buddy, the buddy. Yeah. But Trent is definitely like Bad I guy. mean Trent, what was that? Was that K2? Yeah. I think uh Steve not movie? K2. Uh uh better off no, dead. Not K2. What? Better off dead. Better off dead. Better off dead. Yeah. No. What about K two? K two. You're talking about the the one where the two friends go off in the in the van to go. I was ski. talking about where they have the skiing race. That's better off dead. Oh, what's K two? K two. That's a that's that's the the our Aspen Extreme where they go to do the K two. Oh, okay. That's so not a race. And and they're two best friends. They leave like the East Coast where they're like the the hot shit ski guys. And then they they go to Aspen and the one guy, he like gets it, the one friend ends up like getting uh, mixed up with some drug dudes. And then the other friend is like, I got to save you. But it seems different. Oh, well, it's very different. It seems much more serious. <laughs> yeah. Better Off Dead is the one where the where John Cusack is like, I, I got to see this. I, I, I can do this. I can, you know, race you down. The got hill. You. It's, got you. it's much, much more fun. <laughs> and would be so angry with me right now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But it's 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 the the hill. I think they call it the K two. Okay. Well, there we go. All right. So with all of that back knowledge, we're in a room full of telephones. <laughs> Way off. Woo! Brad and his telephones. He's got it's okay. So many Sometimes phones. you know you know. <laughs> Our listeners should be picking up that you actually have way more of the useful background information for these podcasts so far. Uh, it's like it's like a reversal of worlds. And I thought you were just going to be dropping knowledge about Howard the Duck. But no, like it's like the whole history of like strawberry shortcake. And now 
cracking me on movies and this is fantastic i had no idea so in better off dead it's a they do all this like really cool animation and stuff like that to uh um uh to john cusack's like uh crazy like hamburger experience and then in this in one crazy summer they use the same animation uh type in that movie as well well, do you think in any of those movies they would have a character that hoards telephones? Because that's what we're looking at right here. Oddly enough, in in One Crazy Summer, there's an uncle who keeps the phone line open because he's trying to win a radio contest. Oh, OK. Isn't it real genius where the guy entered all the contests? Yes, correct. And real genius the, the he was the real genius by entering all the contests and he wins all the contest and all he the goes away at the end of the movie after the house blows up with popcorn yes which okay. well oddly enough, here, I have, a, I have a, a really nice art piece <laughs> done by somebody <laughs> hanging over my hanging over my door of that scene well well here i love that scene it's one of my favorite things in all of movies now here uh we have brad i like the, the scene with the jello yeah, Brad, the the phone, he hoards phones because he works for the phone company. Yes. And he says, but he's quit and he just has the phones, but they were going to be gifts for people. And only the only person knows that he's alive is Beryl Mudge, who lives Beryl. upstairs and he has a crush on her. So this guy is a shut in who used to work for the phone company and owns lots of phones. It tracks. Yeah. It tracks. OK. Um. And he says, in fact, I bought her a very special phone because she's like my very own vanilla cupcake. And he's got a vanilla cupcake phone. Uh, okay. She looks creepy as hell. Very. Like touching it. It's kind of like my Garfield phone. <laughs> yeah. And Duck and, and Duke is like, yeah, personally, I'm partial to tarts. I was like, weird. Okay. Uh, and he's like, no, no. Vanilla cupcake is a sweet fantasy girl. The sweetest, most charming little thing. The telephone looks just like her, and it's scented with the soothing aroma of vanilla, like all her products. So they're just driving home the strawberry shortcake relationship. If if you missed it in the last issue, which I would have if you hadn't pointed it out, uh, it definitely it's here now. Uh, and then he says, "Here, take a whiff." She brings out the most lovable, vulnerable side of everyone. And Duke is eyes a gap, reading vanilla cupcake, a trademark of Entertainment Concepts L. TD, a subsidiary of God, God Corp. So is that like an army of God Corps? It is the army of God Corp. God Corps. Well, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, I mean, meanwhile, <laughs> on Long Island, it really does say meanwhile. Meanwhile. Uh, we get back to Wobblina. Remember the dancing leg lady? Yes. And she's having Medina escorted out uh it says medina Sovalakis, a convicted child murderer was hired as part of god corp's pioneering equal opportunity program for ex-offenders we never dreamed she would repay our generosity by slaughtering two policemen and endangering other innocent lives and so very similar to the second star wars movie which is really the fifth star wars movie the really cool villain from the last episode is defeated in one panel oh. fuck you count doku you're done <laughs> done <laughs> and what did it make them in the first movie like he beat the shit out of them in the first movie and then he's done in the second movie in like a scene in a scene yeah not that that bugged me at all not at all but that happens here as well <laughs> steve gerber writes medea right out 
I really think he did this just so we wouldn't do any. He he predicted the future, and he knew we'd want to do more Medea jokes through the entire podcast. And he's like, no, can't do it. Like Medea goes to jail, a Tyler Perry <laughs> exclusive, because I believe that one was actually a that was actually a movie, wasn't it? Yeah, and 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 you can get that podcast on our um, Patreon. Right, the Medea $1. goes to yeah. jail podcast. If you just sponsor us with one dollar, you can $1. sign up for our Patreon at eight six seven five three zero nine com. Yeah, and then uh, we'll have a video feed where you'll just watch me eat a canned chicken and learn about Medea. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. I will like, never if eat you a are canned chicken in again. Patreon, you can so reach disgusting. out to us at eight six seven five three zero nine dot com. You can use the area code. Uh, um, There's no area code to that number. You can no. You could use the area code three six zero. Isn't that Jenny's number? It is Jenny's number, but if you use the three six zero, you will get a really nice person in Olympia. No joke. <laughs> wow. I, of course you have. Well, of course I. Have. Of course you have. Uh, God damn it. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have to cut that out. So. <laughs> Well, um, maybe there will be some editing in this podcast, or maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? Just defended half the world. Well, anyway, we get uh, we run off Medea and Wobbly Lady. That'd be Wobblina Strangle Legs. Wobblina. Yeah, Medea says lies, lies. They paid me to do this company. This company's killing. You'll pay for this Strangle Legs. Mommy doesn't forget. Not creepy at all. And she's carted off. <laughs> And Wobblina said, now, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll come with me, I would like to conclude this briefing on a positive note. And we get the other creepy mead packer, the other packer. Yeah, I said yeah. the other mead, but it's the other packer. Yes. Uh, and he's there. It looks like they've gotten vanilla cupcake off the that strange operating table thing she was on before. And she is just golly wogs, Uncle Mead. Are all the nice people here to see me? Cupcakey keen. I'm like, uh, uh. You know, this just like not only is this creepy, the art yeah. with all of the vanilla cupcake stuff everywhere, the lunch boxes. I mean, like, again, hey, did you know Jack Kirby's really good? Yeah, <laughs> you you can see it in this panel. I mean, how the, long do you think it took him to draw this page? About 10 minutes. There's just no way. This is a, this is a day long page. Right here. <laughs> yeah, no. This is yeah. It's so much detail, so much so much stuff going on in here. I think maybe there's some other pages that took less time, but this one is a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is and it's just this... a splash of all the shit they sell mm -hmm. all the cupcake. And we get to another page, and now we get to more of the plot. So we get from Mead, and the world loves vanilla cupcake TM. This year, the product has grossed nearly one billion dollars, <laughs> leaving her blue and strawberry competition far behind. So, again, if if you didn't get that it was strawberry shortcake, well, mm -hmm. you know, we've we've got it now. We've got it now. And we get an interesting conversation where Vanilla Cupcake's like, we're traveling to Washington and London and Paris and even Hokum. That's real far away, you know. I'm even going to get a kiss from General Yusa Abulik. So, yeah, we've got her interjecting herself into Middle East politics. <laughs> it is interesting in the book, too. These two pages, I'm wondering, I didn't see in the notes. They look like they've been inked. Yeah. 
So I'm wondering if they didn't have the original pencils for those two pages. They might, yeah, they might not have. Which kind of makes me sad because I would like to see the original pencils for that crazy splash. It also wouldn't surprise me if somebody got a hold of that and is holding it in their personal collection because that page is crazy. Yeah. Um, so we get some inside baseball with with Vanilla Cupcake. We meet Jewel, her mom, uh, in the next scene, couple scenes, and we find out that Jewel is that classic Hollywood mom mm-hmm. uh, controlling everything that happens to her daughter. And then we get to the bottom of the page and we get, you know, the the tortured vanilla cupcake because we saw her tortured last issue. Right. So she's not just being a spoiled brat like she's being literally tortured. Um, and she says, you know, pulled your universal jointed tush out of the furnace, didn't I strangle legs? Um, maybe you can return the favor. So she's because she's distracting them from the controversy with Medea. Right. Right. And someday let them suck your glands dry instead of mine. So we start to get a hint of what's going on. So I, I'm guessing it seems like the scent for all the products may be coming from from her is <laughs> cupcake. I we, we get that confirmed in a couple pages, so we're not spoiling too far ahead. Also, with the pheromones title of the book, yeah, <laughs> kind of gives it away. Yeah. Uh, and then we get and you know what? Remember how I said I was going to just clip stuff that's creepy as we go through this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm clipping this Wobbelina looking at. A jewel here, because that is hella creepy. Yeah, the way she's sitting with her wobblina arms. Yeah, and she just, looks like a spider. And we just get a kind of temper tantrum, kind of like I, I don't even remember the woman's name, but there was that uh, scam artist mm-hmm. that kept uh, dressing up as if she was young. She kept sneaking oh. into high schools. This was yeah. a story like five years ago. Yeah, this has that vibe going on with it. Totally. And anyway, but she kind of stands up for herself and she's like, hey, my name is Opal. Not it doesn't have a TM after it. So we do find out her real name is Opal. And Mead's like, no, don't cry. We have a property. We we have to protect the trademark. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, this is sort of terrifying. Uh, I I don't know, sort of terrifying might not be the word. (laughs) <laughs> very terrifying uh but uh they also disclosed still they have a lot to do in hokum and that mr upwind is counting on it so we don't know we know that cogburn from last issue was in hokum but we don't really know like what they're doing there yet so they haven't really right. given that away so they're hanging hanging us on that and then we get to the next page and it says a short while later barrel and i have spoken we're back to brad Mm-hmm. and I have rarely uh, have spoken only rarely. She is a very private person and quiet like me. And he knocks on the door and <laughs> and the woman says, yes, who is it? Assuming that's Beryl. It's Beryl. It's Brad from downstairs. Look, I have brought you a present, a telephone in likeness of. And she punches him and she says, get that monstrosity out of my face or I'll tear it to bits with my teeth and shove its extremities down your sniveling throat. And she says, mm. shut up and go die and slams the door. I'm like, there's a lot of go dies in these. Yeah. yeah. Go die. Uh, and Duke's like so much for romance. Let's go home. <laughs> and Brad is heartbroken. Uh, but Beryl comes back or well, they go in, I guess. She yeah. says, Stop right there. Pardon the intrusion lady. But they go back in and they actually meet her and they find out why she went crazy <laughs> when she saw the picture. Or saw the phone. Saw the phone. Yeah, she's and she's got a lot of uh, 
weapons. Stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, she has, if you'll recall, so Medea had a knife through a picture of vanilla cupcake. Mm-hmm. And this lady has a knife through a picture of Jewel, Vanilla Cupcake's mom. Yes. I, I don't know if that'll play into the story at all. I don't know. Foreshadowing. There's so much here, by the way. I don't even think I saw that on the first pass. I think no. I just saw that now. Oh. Again, that Jack Kirby guy is really good. There's yeah. layers and layers here. Uh, I'm oh, sure Gerber was talking about what to put in the pictures, too. But, yeah, geez. Okay, so we get, uh, we find out uh, she's a little, she says she goes a little berserk when she sees those awful images of her sister. And Brad's like, your sister's vanilla cupcake? And she's like, and he's like, it's thrilling. She's like, it's not thrilling, you nitwit. And she's holding a hand grenade. <laughs> so I just don't think I'd make the lady angry. No, not at all. But we get a fabulous flashback scene and we find out that this person uh, is named Cherry's Jubilee because she smelled like sweet cherries when she was born. Uh, people loved her and they let her do anything she wanted. But of course, that meant her dad, as soon as she was away from folks, she didn't have their, her charm over them. So kind of pheromone powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, think I don't even. Yeah, <laughs> there are other characters in comics with their pheromone powers. Uh, Star Fox, who has not aged well uh, at all. Uh, <laughs> I can think of there was another one in in the Legion called Charma for a minute. Uh, who who the reason I bring Charma up is because or Karma. It was either Charma or Karma. And I really think you could go it either way because uh, her power was the same. It was a pheromone power uh. that made men love her as she charmed them. So is it Charma or Car- anyway? Uh, so but I bring her up because she debuted with, of course, everybody's favorite Legion villain, Grimbor the Chainsman. Ah. See, you had no idea. I had no idea. Grimbor the I do think Grimbor the Chainsman would actually be an amazing character in this book. Totally. I mean, or, or a character like him. I mean, geez. You yeah, I guess leather... they probably can't use Grimbor. No, but you throw a leather daddy into anything and kids go crazy. <laughs> it work. I mean, it's uh, like, look at look at Masters of the Universe. <laughs> well, she may have been the reason he started his crime spree, because she, he was charmed by her. Charmed. And then he was like, that's it. I'm going to pull out these chains and do some damage. But very similar to this character, she was apparently she was murdered off panel. This character oh. was not murdered, but she was murdered off panel by women in a women's prison mm-hmm. because her power made women hate her. Oh, uh. Ah, and so we're uh, seeing some similarities here. Yes. Um, but her power made everybody like her, right? So this was a little bit different. Uh, then, after experiencing this, Jewel, the mom, gets pregnant again. And the dad's like, yeah, I'm not having another kid with crazy pheromone power. So he runs mm-hmm. away. And we Vanilla Cupcake is born, who was originally named Opal. And uh, they start experimenting on the children because mom sells them out to God Corp. Mom. She sells them to medical concepts, a wholly owned subsidiary of God Corp. Yeah. You know, and this this is really interesting because I know this is a lot. So maybe, you know, at the time, because this is probably more of your pop culture area, but Mm. I don't remember, I guess. Well, different. Oh, yeah, I think actually I think I can pinpoint it exactly. This is pinning off of different strokes, isn't it? Because 
I was thinking more of the Ricky Schroeder stuff and some of the other stuff that came later in the 80s, right? Was mm. I'm thinking some of the stuff that came later. I was thinking this might be too soon. But are we... Uh, who was the person that played Willis? Uh, hold on, on a different second. Strokes. I totally... Uh, why can't I... Okay. Oh, my gosh. Like Kimberly, right. Kimberly, what's her name? Um, Kimberly, like all those characters... All the different Strokes kids got in trouble. Yeah. Uh, the older kids I, did. I know his name is right there. I oh man, you put me on the spot. The name is right there. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got it. I'll, I'll get it pulled up. So okay, it was. But yeah, it's uh uh Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges. And Dana yeah. Plato. Yes. And I'm not sure what year she first got in trouble. And then she started. But doing yeah, it was. It, I feel like these ha- things happen later, though. It looks mm-hmm. like. Hers was, let's see, she got married in 1984 to her boyfriend. So it seems like her troubles looked like they started in 1991-ish. Maybe his started sooner, but I, I feel like maybe maybe this was just enough known. So maybe it wasn't different strokes. Maybe this is just a play off of what's happening there. But anyway, uh, this whole celebrity mom thing, I don't know. It seems somewhat ahead of its time because I can't really pinpoint this, right? This seems very oh. Honey Boo Boo-esque. Well, I you're, you're forgetting like a lot of the kids, uh, a lot of the the children actors from like the uh, uh, like the sixties. Well, from the sixties, yeah, even even Annette before then. Cello, well, I don't think she had like, any issues. <laughs> no, but I was going to say the uh, uh, the R gang kids and stuff like that. Oh, uh, they had a lot of those kids. Shit, a lot of oh, those yeah. kids uh, were. They if they were on contract to be in the show and they had to be a certain size or act a certain way rid of them or they got rid of them. And a lot of them were they wanted them to cry on demand or on command. So a lot of times their parents would do things or say things to them before they would start to to perform to get them to act the way that they wanted them on screen like oh did you know your dog died or oh did and it would cause them you know at that age you know five to ten a lot of uh you know they're they're going through a lot of traumatic stuff you know at that moment because they don't know what's real or not real and you can only deal with so much stuff and then there was one one of the kids was uh the parents were basically doing a Munchausen syndrome type thing to keep the kid sickly looking uh, right. because his character was sickly and they kept him sickly looking. Uh, super sad story because he ended up like after growing up, he was like, forget it. I'm, you know, like done with acting and stuff like that. Uh, got out of all that. Like he did the thing where you like divorce your family and stuff. And then he joined the military to, you know, get away from stuff and, prove that he could do uh you know live his own life and then he died in an airplane crash <laughs> yeah so there's I mean, some there's one a little like there was a lot there was other one like alfalfa oh yeah um, oh uh, yeah carl schweitzer like he mm-hmm. or switzer he had a messed up life died at 31 mm-hmm. um penniless basically but he got murdered um yeah yeah there's some anyway yeah okay i'm with you so it could be it's like a combination of our gang and uh, strawberry shortcake at this point. Well, I mean, a lot of the, I mean, like a lot of those, a lot of the child actors, you know, in the seventies that were, 
you know, at that time too, where their, their parents, I don't think like they were like, all right, cool. You're, you're making us money. So are you making money? We'll take care of it for you. And those kids never saw it. You know? Yeah. I mean, Danny Bonaducci, great example. Great example. Well, Todd Bridges, Dana Plato, even Mm -hmm. Gary Coleman to an extent. I mean, he had to go recapture his money, but those came a little bit later. That's why I was trying to pinpoint this though. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but I think you nailed it with the R gang stuff and the Mm -hmm. little keeping kids. Yeah. R gang, little rascals. It's just definitely, yeah, it, 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 it fits. And like, I mean, if you're, if you're Gerber and you're writing this in the eighties, that's your, that's your go-to reference points. Is your own child. And so we get a situation where, um, so Cherry escapes mm-hmm. and then gets captured by the police and put in an insane asylum. And for a quick second, um, I thought we were going to find out that Cherry was Medea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Because it was the same origin, right? Right. It was... But we find out she escaped. And the reason she has all these weapons is she escaped the insane asylum and is now hauled up in this apartment trying to hide from the world. Mm-hmm. And so her name's Beryl or Cherry, depending on your. How you know her. Yeah. And she says they also left a few psychological scores. I'm a raving paranoid and prone to outbursts of violence, which is completely understandable. When I saw the telephone, I was sure you'd been sent by God Corp to murder me, which, okay, I can see why you're a little bit paranoid. So she has a lot in common with the, with Duke now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So anyway, but she says like it or not, they're going to have to have their sister act. Cherry's Jubilee is going to Hokum and my little sister will be free. Our certain persons will be dead. So there Ooh. we go. All right. Yeah, so we get a new character, Cherry's Jubilee, and she's ready to take out some God Corp. And Duke's like, those two legged scumbags killed a friend of mine, lady. I couldn't do much for him. Now they're after me for reasons too numerous to mention. I got nothing to lose. Nothing. Nothing to lose by taking the offensive. Count me in. And Brad's like, uh, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> seem too keen. Like he wants to leave his phones. Well, we get uh, back to Cogburn here, and Cogburn's now holding a gun on the uh, dictator of Hokum, mm-hmm. who's about to be deposed. The, the best description there. Yeah. And uh, Cogburn takes the shots, gets the dictator on the plane, and sends him away so he can interact in the future with uh, Vanilla Cupcake. They're sending him off, and uh, the creepy snake, the creepy snake uh, spine. <laughs> Spine is back. Yeah, that's ugh. okay. Climbs out of his body and runs away after he gets shot. <laughs> we get back to Manhattan. Uh, Cherry's Jubilee is now in full costume, a uh, superhero costume. <laughs> She's got a chain around her neck. She's got chains around her waist. She's got uh, weapons and a iron ball in the middle of her chest to hit people with. And her looks helmet. like they're ready to they're ready to go. She's like, I, I know how to to persuade airline pilots to do what I want. <laughs> and wait, wasn't Cogburn in Hokum? Yeah. <laughs> and he got well, shot. There's a Cogburn with two pistols. <laughs> like they're shooting. They're like, Cherry's like, duck, think fast. He's got no sweats. And they start shooting, and Cogburn flies away. But then there's another Cogburn. A Cogburn. And, and another one. And another oh, one. Another one. And another one. There's a whole bunch of Cogburns. And one of them says, I'll spear the bird. You guys. Divvy up the girl. 
Oh. Next, how to be your own best friend. I think we're going to learn more about Cogburn in the next issue, but I don't know because I haven't read it. Oh! 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 Are we going to get to Hokum in the next issue? I don't know. I don't Are know. we going to save Vanilla Cupcake? I don't know. Are we going to have a dead duck? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I haven't read it. You know, but I don't know because I haven't read it. So, yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> you said it would get crazier as we went, and <laughs> has it ever? It has it's, definitely gotten crazier. It's wild, man. I think this one's like issue one was a one-off story, right? So now we're seeing him do. We're now we're seeing Gerver do some world building, mm-hmm. and you know this. This to me is not a twenty-five issue comic book, but I could totally take this as a twelve. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely like it has that storyline that you could. You could pull it all together in 12 issues, give you a nice summation of a a nice detailed world of Destroyer Duck. Yeah. And, and you know, we're not going to get 12 issues, but I totally could see it. Yeah, I could totally see this being 12 issues, like a 12 issue. Yeah. Destroyer Duck world. And maybe, you know, if they had the rights back to another duck, Mm -hmm. um, this this would sort of be combined together. Right. With. uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, loved I'm loving this. Um, even if we found out this was an, a different earth, right? We find out he went and wiped out something on a different earth and he meets back with Howard the Duck, right? That could be cool, too. That would be awesome. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing. I mean, like you bring it back into uh, the all the what ifs, right? What if what if this was, uh, you know, one of those other earths and they get back together and they're like, wait, what? I thought you were dead. No, man. I am the Watcher. It is my responsibility never to interact with any more. No! How come the Watcher always interact? Anyway, um, so <laughs> the uh, but uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I think this is great. I, I honestly think too. Like, uh, if you were building, having something fun with this, you find out the Duck World is uh, the Duck Universe is actually the main universe, right? Right. And then all these other things are the sub things, which I guess is what he's sort of doing. Uh, We'll never know because this doesn't keep going for a couple of reasons. But we're going to get a couple more issues to talk about. So we're gonna gonna and I'm excited about it. So, yeah, I mean, you should be getting this episode around the 28th of November. So we'll probably finish out the year with some Destroyer Duck for the most part. Uh, We'll have. Uh, what three more issues of Destroyer Duck? So that'll mm-hmm. get us through most of December, and then we'll probably do one on. We might cover some book called I don't know. I I don't. You know what? I'm just gonna leave you in suspense. Uh, suspense. Yeah, we got to get through some Destroyer Duck first. Yeah. Now I know we said Destroyer Duck wasn't really in the drug comic series, but honestly, I think you might have had to been on something to write this book. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it does touch on drugs. So when you think about it, I mean, pheromones are very. Uh, that is know, true. It's a it, they do. It's a chemical uh, drugging the populace, people, drugging the populace. People give them off. People react to pheromones in different ways. And, uh, you know, like Cherry's Jubilee being around people causes them to act one way and when she's gone they act a different way same with and vanilla cupcake and vanilla cupcake soothes people subdues them yeah makes yeah, them a so. product yeah well that makes sense i mean 
you know, that's a fantastic transition because I understand if you buy absolute zeros by Greg Smith and Michael Tanner, <laughs> it will emit a pheromone that will subdue you and make you want to read the book over and over again. I, you know, uh, it, <laughs> <sighs> yes, yes. Uh, well, I mean, the book hasn't even out yet, Dan. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, in the future, you could buy it. Like, yeah, so it, you, that's you pre-order well, it with the anticipation pre, of both. Yes, a wonderful smell and an MXPX CD. <laughs> and you know, so and, I'm just and saying, then you get every, that T-shirt and you every wear that. issue, every. And and buy the hardcover because honestly, it's if you get the hardcover, you get the MXPX CD and the wonderful vanilla smell. Um, if you get the soft cover, you just get the MXPX CD. And we know no, you get the MP3 file. It's not even oh, a CD. It's, not, it's like a no. It's like a scan. I don't even think no. MXPX doesn't know what a MXPX doesn't know what a like a, a those barcode things that I don't know, QR code that I'm messing QR up. Code. QR code a, is, they don't it's know. A, it's a DivX CD, so it, you, you get one play and it disappears. Yeah, there's no <laughs> there's no QR codes in the entire city of Bremerton. Okay. That's just factual. Like, you've been there. Like, they banned barcodes in, like, 2008. Oh, did and, they? Okay. No, not barcodes, QR codes. Oh. Probably barcodes, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Bremerton. I mean, it's Bremerton's like 1981 all the time. Okay. You I mean, have nothing to say here. This is I, good. I, so I, I, I'm I just going to keep going. So <laughs> order Absolute Zeros by Greg Smith and Michael Tanner with yeah. art by Gabriel Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even talk anymore. Okay, so that's good. Also, of course, you could. If you want to see Greg in an incapacitated state, you could always drop by the Retro Emporium in Kent, Washington, where they are currently setting up. I know this week, I know you're going to get this next week, but it's this week, but next week. But if you go next week when this podcast drops, you're going to see Ann Smith's amazing holiday display. Yeah. And speaking of uh, vanilla cupcake and strawberry shortcake, we're going to have a strawberry shortcake holiday display. So not a vanilla cupcake. House. No, but but strawberry strawberry shortcake. And if you go in there, it smells like Fruit Loops. So yeah, yeah. Which and and the crazy thing too, I had to shout it out is uh, the the strawberry shortcake house was my my friend Kelly Strowski's childhood strawberry shortcake house. So uh, I I know she's probably not listening to this, but I had to put it out there. Um, How do you know she's not listening? Entirely possible. I know. I know for a fact she would not be listening to this. Uh, if she is listening to this, I would, I would laugh my full ass off because well, be maybe we're not promoting well enough. We're right? not promoting. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would be like, everybody knows you have your friends listen to your podcast or you don't because I, you want them to still be your friend. That's that a hundred percent. Why? Um. <laughs> well, anyway, I'll give well, that's, that's amazing. And, also, if you go to the Retro Emporium, you will smell that wonderful Fruit Loop smell, and that smell will compel you to buy things. So make sure you stop by. Stop by. We have the slime. Kind of like the pheromones here. Yeah, don't smell the slime. It smells disgusting. And, and, and of course, in addition to those fine things. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, on December 14, 15, 16, 16th? Mm-hmm. You'll have Krampus visiting, I believe, the retro. Yes, yeah, we will. We will have uh, Krampus. Is it the sixteenth so, or seventeenth? Uh, you know, let me. Uh, Is it a Saturday or a Sunday? Because that's I all believe I need. It's a Saturday. 
And that'll be the 16th of December because I will be out of town. So I will not be there with Krampus this year, unfortunately. Will not be there but, with Krampus this year. Oh, no. But yeah, you're going to have to handle Krampus all on your own. But it's okay. Uh, you can drop by then. So, you know, holiday things are heating up there at the Retro Emporium on Meeker Street in Kent, Washington. Uh, drop by. Of course, you also know uh, if you really want to smell some pheromones. Seventeenth, uh, December seventeenth. Uh, that is a Sunday, so December seventeenth. And yes. if you really want to smell some pheromones, you could always drop by the Jujitsu Lawyers Gym on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll smell some pheromones. You'll smell. You'll... <laughs> It'll be fantastic. And pain leaving the body. <laughs> yeah, pain leaving the body, but you could you could stop by body. certified martial arts. In Tacoma, or you could just reach out to a jujitsu lawyer, Paul. Uh, probably should put his information in the notes sometime. But if you want a workout plan or anything, or just learn more about jujitsu, there's your guy. So, and if you want a lawyer, he's he's also your guy. He's multi-dimensional, just like Destroyer Duck. Just like Destroyer Duck. So, yeah, I mean, there's our plugs for now. Um, look forward oh. to some cool stuff coming up. Uh, we can't wait to get through Destroyer Duck, though. So hopefully you're enjoying these episodes. If you are enjoying these episodes, of course, you can leave us amazing feedback on Apple or Spotify's or wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts. Not the one that went away, but everything else. Yeah, everything you else. could leave us a review and, yeah. you know, or you could leave us a terrible review. That's what Greg wants you to do. I'd like good reviews. Greg wants terrible reviews. I, I um, want reviews. I, you know, I mean, like I'll, reviews, I'll take them all. Good, we'll take good them reviews all. do help the podcast, but good I mean, we help. don't ask you to actually Patreon. We don't. Yeah, no, that's not a thing right now. So, you but know. if you did want us to start a Patreon of Greg eating weird things, I, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I, although my dietitian might say, might strongly advise against it. My advice against it. Well, if you want Greg to eat weird things on Patreon, you can reach out to us on <laughs> X at funny F. <laughs> Facebook <laughs> or Insta. Just like yeah. for funny book forensics. There's there's not really another one. So we're either we're either <laughs> we're on those things. We're those either things. funny book four and six or we are funny book forensics. I believe on Facebook, we are the whole words and the on everything words. else. We are four and six. But, you know, that's fine. Uh, you can find us there. Uh, you'll figure it out. I mean, if you can't there, there is no other where we are. We are one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah. And just I, look for the logo with I, the I might, thing. I, I, I might eat the things. I might do that. Well, it could happen. So, could happen. well, if you want Greg to do that, uh, let us know. And other than that, I don't know. I mean, that was our plugs at the end of the episode that were not really plugs, but I would just say, too, if you want more of these fantastic commercials that we do, you know, grow the listenership and maybe we'd have a sponsor and then I could read commercial copy, which would be stunning. Oh, you know, well, we should we should we should plug the 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 one the the thing that's still going on. Uh, only and only. Oh, yeah, there is still, well, still, still going on. Still be going on the on the Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah, it's still it'll be going on through December. So uh, I would be into the future. Yeah. Uh, generally and only still, uh, it is, it has, uh, met its goal, but going for stretch goals. So help Jolene and only hit those stretch goals because every time we hit those stretch goals, Jolene and only will give you free comics by John formerly of the mothership, but still of Jolene and only. <laughs> well, 
yeah, oh, we'll have announcements okay. about that stuff soon. But uh, uh, good news, just one one last note on the podcast. I mentioned on our last podcast that we may have some changes to the podcast feed. That will not be happening. We actually you no. can just find us at the feed. So what that will mean is now that we aren't making changes, I will commit to getting a few more of the back episodes up there. Commit. So I've, I've thrown a few more up there. Uh, somehow, I think I mentioned it once, our feed was split. Uh, all the podcasts that came up on the feed since... A certain time, we started loading onto one thing. All of them were there, and then all our other ones split into another feed. So I've been slowly adding them back on. So I apologize for that, uh, but we'll get them back together for you. And uh, I can commit to that now because our home is here for a while, at least another year. So we'll be right here with you. And that's it. That's that's what I got. Yep. Hey. So don't worry about the feed changing. Probably too much inside baseball for the end of the podcast, but you know that's what you love about us. We're, yeah. we're just going to tell you things. all over the place, just like we're, just like yeah, just just like destroy a duck everywhere. Well, so until Cherry's Jubilee breaks into my house and makes everyone love her, <laughs> the face you made was great. Oh, oh my god, if you all could see Dan's face, it's like what? I guess we will. Yeah, I guess. And that's a perfect note to sign out if you could see Dan's face. Yeah. So that's another episode of Funny Book Forensics. Thanks. And we'll see you next time for some more Destroyer Duck. Mm-hmm.